Hey, we are Melody and Foreman in the morning or whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. <laughs> we went international this week when a package came from Scotland for us and then went back to Scotland Oops. because of us. <laughs> <laughs> we get to the bottom of Sweden Gate, which you've seen going around, but it turns out it's not Swedes being rude. They're actually uh, doing you quite a favor. We investigated why a certain hot country listener is lurking around graveyards. We talked to Conan O'Brien best friend who lives in Halifax. Found out how creepy everybody's kids are. How delivery drivers are eating your food. <laughs> and why you, and especially Foreman, should not be watching Stranger Things. And hey, if you if you enjoy this, leave us a review. Yeah, five stars would be nice. Someone might actually listen. <laughs> Besides just you, Melody's mom. <laughs> Melody and Foreman. This is a million dollar idea. Want to invest? On Hot Country 103.5. You will not believe what most food delivery drivers are admitting to. We put the call out, and uh, Brianna, thank you for calling. You are a delivery driver. Well, you're a courier. Yeah, for MBW. I'm not a food courier. I just heard that after the fact. Right. So, But you're delivering boxes and packages and that kind of thing. Yeah. Are you one of the two out of ten delivery drivers who have admitted to intentionally damaging packages? I've never intentionally damaged a package, but I've accidentally damaged one by maybe, like, dropping it or something. Would you believe that yeah. 8 out of 10 uh, food delivery drivers sample some of the food that they're delivering? Oh, probably. 8 in 10 are eating <laughs> like, your food. Like, I wouldn't be surprised at all. No. Would you? No. Would you do I it? wouldn't because, like, I'm celiac, so, like, I don't always know, like, what something is. You know, that would be good if you did switch to delivering food. That's You should put that on your, like, the profile if you come up on Skip. Oh, it's Brianna. <laughs> She's celiac. She won't eat your food. Yeah, basically. <laughs> But I just can't, like, I, it's crazy. Eight in ten. Yeah. Um, Chris, now you do deliver food for DoorDash. Have you ever sampled uh, anyone's food? No, I have not. Honestly. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> no, you're lying. Even if you're delivering, like, fries, you haven't taken one fry? No, because when I started with DoorDash, um, any of the places that you normally have access to the bags, like McDonald's or whatnot. They started sealing the bags, so you can't get you can't get your hand in there without breaking the seal. Gee, I wonder why they had to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know myself. If I had food delivered and some of it was missing, I would be livid. Oh mm. yeah, absolutely. Have you ever heard of other drivers trying? I've watched drivers do it. Like <gasps> when I work my full time job. Um, I work on Spring Garden Road, so when I go into McDonald's at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, I watch guys do that. They walk out to the car with their sticking their hand in the bag because they have replacement seals. No way. They have yeah. their own seals. Yeah, yeah. One guy, he ordered his own food one day and kept the seal and basically prints them out on a label maker. That's insane. <laughs> I, it's also kind of brilliant. <laughs> and awful. Well, yes. <laughs> Patty, thank you for calling. It's uh, 902-425-1035. You deliver food, too. 
I just started driving for DoorDash like two weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. And when you said this morning that drivers are sampling people's food, that just absolutely grossed me out. Don't even tell me that happens. Yeah, no one's taught you how to print off your own seals, Patty? <laughs> <laughs> well, she is new no. still. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're glad that you're shocked. And if we order on DoorDash, can we request you <laughs> to be our driver? We can. Because... <laughs> yeah. I even I put my stuff in the bag in the back seat. I don't even have it up front near me. There you go. That's Great. that's what I want to hear. I yep. respect people's food. Well, thanks very much, Patty. All right. Have a nice day. Hi, you're on Hot Country 103.5. Who's this? Hey, it's Scotty calling. Scotty! It's Scotty. Come Scotty. He's got a rocking little buddy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am. Ah, yeah, I used to do pickup and delivery, too, but I can guarantee you I never once ate anything on purpose. Now, I was a garbage man, so that had a lot to do with it. And when I say on purpose, I did have a garbage bag full of poo blow up in my face one day. Oh. So, pretty sure it was dog poo. I hope. Yeah, it's a good thing I don't have a nut allergy anyway. So that's... My initial reaction was, what? Oh my gosh, I'm shocked. My subsequent reaction was, yeah, I'd probably do it. And my sub-subsequent reaction was, oh, I have done it. <gasps> <laughs> what? You've <laughs> delivered food and eaten it? I've never worked as a food delivery driver, but I did have to, in the past, deliver some treats for uh, a previous job with the station that shall not be named. <laughs> and we were dro- uh, dropping off some some Timbits, a whole bunch of Timbits, and there were lots of boxes of Timbits. Oh, no, you and didn't. I was hungry, and I may have had one Timbit from each little thing. What? what? <laughs> I'm not here to say you had one. One Timbit. No. Like somebody got a box of nine instead of ten. It's, no, you had one from each. Well, yeah, because that's only fair. It's not fair if one person gets one Timbit missing. Everybody should have the same one Timbit missing. <laughs> I just love honey dip Timbits. I guess that's just the kind of culture they have over there at that <laughs> station, station that, that shall not be named. Oh, Melody's glad to use a real toilet again. <laughs> How do you go a whole day not having a poop? I don't know. I don't know. These are the things that Dave needs to tell us. Yeah, Dave and Dylan, we were lobstering with them on Friday. You can hear it all on the Melody Informant podcast. Uh, it was off Tan Cook Island. They're from there. Uh, I feel like a lot of fame uh, has come to them over the weekend. They're probably celebrities on the island. Yeah, I don't even know if they have time for us anymore. Well, somebody is calling. Oh. <laughs> Hi, you're on Hot Country 103.5. Who's this? This is me. Hey, me. <laughs> We're on such good terms now that we just know it's Dave from the Lobster Boat. <laughs> Dave, you are famous now. I can't believe you are taking the time to talk to us peasants. Uh, yeah, we're just here. We loaded one string, small string aboard, and we're just steaming to the next string. So I got 
I got two minutes. Okay. <laughs> oh, good. How how's the reaction been on Tan Cook over the weekend? Uh, yeah, no, it's it's been for, it was pretty good. Yeah, quite a few people heard it and seen it and looked at the videos and stuff that was posted online. It was, yeah, it was well liked in the community. People want to come aboard just to look at the famous bucket now. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh boy! Because it's such a nice bucket, or because. Melody left it full. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put a piece of duct tape onto it and and label it Melody Melody's bucket. <laughs> I did not empty out my bucket. I'm so sorry. If anyone's looking for a DNA sample, <laughs> yeah. <they're... laughs> oh no. <laughs> Was the bucket on board when uh, uh, the Department of Fisheries boarded your boat on Sunday? Uh, yes, yes, it was. And uh, the, the one lady fishery officer said that she had seen uh, when I met when she took my name, she said, I heard you guys on the radio the other day. And, I said, yeah. <laughs> and she watched the video from the bucket and stuff like that there. But oh, she didn't want to see. <laughs> <laughs> so if, the, if uh, the fisheries people, if the Coast Guard, and we really appreciate them listening, yeah. if they saw and heard everything, uh, uh, do they still think everything is above board? Oh, yes. Yeah. So, see, I take the bucket home and pour it in my toilet. Okay. <laughs> this is very weird. <laughs> but see, if I wouldn't have, uh, if I'd have had a couple spare buckets, I'd have let Melody take that home. But was <laughs> right. My hands are too full with the thirteen lobsters. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and if I get a very colorful sculpin today, I'll save it and I'll I'll send it in for your birthday. But just the head of it, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, you got an up-close look at uh, a fish turning into bait real quick. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Does this mean, do you have do you have increased scrutiny now on your uh, on your nefarious uh, goings on, or do you do you have sort of a free pass to do whatever you please now with all this fame? No, no. <laughs> Worst treatment. <laughs> Some, sometimes celebrities are frowned upon. Uh, <laughs> story of our lives. Right, head getting too big to fit on that ferry, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for giving us some time between uh, between traps. Yeah, I mean, it's the last day you'll be out, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. We landed um, 170 yesterday in two loads, and we got wow. 80, 80 today to land. Wow. wow. And then tomorrow is the start of vacation, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we have to take our lobsters and sell them. Take a pressure sprayer to the boat and a few other things. Yeah. Right, yeah, especially yeah. that cabin where the bucket was, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Some sloshing around him. But then after yeah. that, you're a free agent, you're, yeah. you're a man about town. Yeah, that's right. Also, <laughs> I'm, you're a, I'm a legend in my own mind. <laughs> Well, you know, once once this uh, lobster boat turns into a pleasure craft, you know, don't forget about the little people in the big city, eh? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave, thanks so much. Okay. You yeah. guys have a good morning. You too. You too. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. What is Sweden Gate? <laughs> Good thing you're listening to Melody Informant in the Morning on Hot Country 103.5, which is truly... International Morning!
Morning Show. We have people all over the place. Like Betty in Sweden. We've talked to her once before about a month ago. Oh, yeah. Give me a cowboy. <laughs> Not a lot of cowboys in Scandinavia? No, it's it's painfully a low number. That was the original reason why she wanted to be part of our show and filled out her little form on the Melody Informant page at hawkentry1035.ca mm-hmm. to find a cowboy. Mm-hmm. Now we have to say good morning to you again, Betty, about Swedengate. Please explain yourself on behalf of all Swedish people, Betty. What is the deal? I would first off like to say that it never happened under my like in my household. I've never experienced it firsthand, but I do have some friends that has experienced it. Like, this is all because if if you are at a friend's house, unplanned, and you just happen to be there while they're like, well, it's dinner time, Billy, so we're all going to sit down for dinner. Can you go wait in the other room while we have dinner as a family and you're not part of that? Does that, that has actually happened to friends of yours? It's more like a, you would be in your friend's room and then your friend would be like, I'm just going to leave for like 15 minutes. I'll be back. <laughs> So you don't even know they're going to eat, and then it turns out... That's worse. (laughs) I was talking to some co-workers today about it, and a co-worker of mine said that it was a blessing to him because he was like, having to eat dinner is such a a chore. Like, you have to do it, and as a kid, you want to play video games instead. So he was like, getting to play video games alone for 15 minutes not having to eat dinner, it was heaven to him. Really? That's a good point. I do actually remember back when the internet first started and chat rooms were first a thing and and I didn't have the internet yet at my house, but my friend did. And I went over to use her internet and go on a chat room and they had dinner while I just used their computer in the next room. (laughs) And it was awesome because I didn't want to sit with them and eat. Mm -hmm. I once was, uh, our our family, it was family friends with this other family. We were over there one night, whatever, and the kids, we all decided, let's play the fun game of who can fall asleep the fastest. (laughs) Super fun. Foreman won because he woke up there and it was morning. And then Foreman had to have breakfast with the family without Uh, my parents or siblings, and it was super weird. Yeah, I wish I just stayed in bed. Once I was spending the night at a guy's place that I was was dating him, and uh, he was staying at his parents' place at the moment while they were renovating his apartment. And I, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to join you for breakfast with your parents. It's like, I can't look your mom in the no. eyes no. this morning. Knowing what I did <laughs> with so you last night, she knows. He went up, he went up to have breakfast, and five minutes later, it knocks on the bedroom door, and it's his mom, him, and his two baby sisters all coming in to the be- bedroom, and they're like, if you don't want to join us for breakfast, we're gonna join you for breakfast. <gasps> oh. So like, oh my god. So that happens in Sweden as well. So that's, Sweden goes both ways. (laughs) I'm guessing this guy wasn't much of a cowboy that you're in desperate search for, was he? He was not. He was not. That's why we don't talk anymore. (laughs) Has your time on our show helped you in your cowboy endeavors at all? 
now? Um, I mean, I was uh, I was kind of unaware that it had gone live. To be working with social media, I guess uh, I wasn't checking it enough. Uh, we were that effective. Uh, you didn't even know what happened. I had no idea. I had no idea. So I'm going to check it out later today. Okay. Yes. Okay. And now that you'll be back again, maybe this time we might get some traction here on cowboys who want to hang out with a very, very kind and lovely Swedish woman named Betty. Who won't make you eat with her family. I mean, I could also feed you. Like, don't don't tell them that I won't feed yeah. Okay, people. okay. <laughs> if you want to be fed, she'll feed you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why are we silly? Because we're idiots. <laughs> I know why you're silly, Melody. I was, but I didn't mean to be. <laughs> not that much. <laughs> no, yeah, the caveat there is not that much. Uh, yeah, we had our staycation on the weekend, my husband and I. First time in three years that we spent the night anywhere without our child. Uh, that calls for a, a different song. <laughs> Yes. Yep. Uh, and yes, as a matter of fact. <laughs> oh, okay. Not that any of you needed to know that, but no, here really. We are. Well, Sean, I'm going to turn that off now. <laughs> we had purchased some special gummies for the occasion. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Bob. Uh, and we'd never done special gummies before, so you right. know we had one, and it hadn't kicked in, and we went for drinks, and we we did all kinds of things in the meantime. It still hadn't kicked in, so then we had another and another. And they're from the NSLC. This is all above board here. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. But, but we consumed in total five gummies. Uh, and when it decided to kick in was when we were in the middle of a fine dining experience, (laughs) which also really a lot of fun, but uh, it did culminate in me text messaging my husband because we were so special gummied out that we had to text each other because we couldn't trust what we were saying. And I texted him, I feel like we are in the matrix right now. (laughs) And I genuinely did. Oh no. Genuinely. Oh no. Which makes me have to ask, Who else has been jamming? <laughs> Who else has been jamming? Uh, yes, and and uh, specifically, who else has been jamming but didn't uh, plan to? We, uh, yeah, we've been asking that this morning. Turns out, everyone would like to be anonymous. I can't understand why. Uh, one anonymous texter said, uh, ten years ago, they ate four massive brownies, oh, special brownies. Boy. The coworker had made. Yep. They walked to Pizza Town, and when they were there, they thought everyone was a ruffian. <laughs> they thought the person at Pizza Town was gonna gonna yell at them, so they were trying to be less suspicious, which definitely made Makes them more you, suspicious. More, yes, always. Yeah. They basically spent the whole time thinking they were gonna die. Another oh person texted saying they accidentally took edibles before a physics test, <laughs> which they got zero on oh. because all their paper had was a circle. Okay, you I, but. Edibles out of physics text, you either get zero or you get a hundred. Exactly. It could have went great for you. And yeah. then finally we got a text here that said that they they had got these like chocolate squares from their friend who said that they usually have three and feel fine. So they were like, okay, I'll take a half. Uh, and then they ended up having to go to work that day thinking that the half wasn't going to do anything. And at one point while they were trying to sell an iPad to a customer, they completely forgot what they were saying. They ended up just staring at the customer speechless for they don't even know how long. <laughs> and that's the moment they realized, oh no. 
my wife Ashley gifted me the gift of canoeing the Muscadabit River. Where yes. you can you can hire a guy to uh, lend you a canoe, rent you a canoe, but he'll take you up the river, up closer to Elderbank, and then you can paddle down it because there's quite a current. And then just wherever you parked your car, get out, leave the canoe, and go home. We were chatting about this yesterday at this exact same time. Yeah. What we didn't expect was the response of people not understanding the difference between a canoe, a rowboat, a paddle, an oar, rowing, paddling, kayaking. Why is this so hard to get together? You grew up in a city with more. Uh, there's got to be more canoe clubs in Halifax per capita than anywhere else. Four man. Everybody understands the difference. It's just really fun to see you get this worked out. I think you actually don't, though. I think that's the problem. You are red. Your blood pressure right now is through the roof. (laughs) (laughs) You need to go row it off. No. (laughs) Jake, you want to chime in on this? I mean, super cool, but while Foreman's out paddling, can me and Melody just hang out on a pontoon boat and have some drinks? (gasps) Yes, we can. <laughs> yes, we can. And we'll just we'll just say, oh, I wish we were rowing right now. Oh, good God. Exactly. And then we'll just have some good laughs and keep drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jake. Hey, Rod. Uh, are you a canoeer? You guys canoe? I love it. We were a canoeing family as well. And did you also call it paddling? Yes. 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 You paddle it with is your paddling. paddles. You row with your oars, you paddle with paddles. Good God. Exactly. And you know what? And there, there's a very big technique to it, depending on what kind of paddling you're doing, too. I'm fascinated. No, she's not. <laughs> John, John, do you have a question? Your adventure on the weekend. Yes. Did the guy provide uh, kid-sized oars so that they could help you row? I hate you. <laughs> Now, my son did paddling, too, so. <laughs> well, I, well, I feel like I'm missing the See, some sort of joke. this is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> What's the problem? They're paddles, not oars. Oh, for <laughs> sake. So your kids are in the canoe club? Yeah, he was at Sonobi. He loved the uh, kayaks. Ah, kayaking kids. Yes, I, I wasn't much of a kayaker. I, I prefer a canoe. Is there some yeah. sort of canoe versus kayaker? Like... Yes, canoeing is better. Ah. Kayaking sucks. Oh. Every canoeer I've ever met is, well, freaking fit. That's right. It's obvious the foreman <laughs> hasn't done it in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm not touching that. <laughs> Wise, thank you. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's put this to an end. Yes, please. Let's sink this canoe. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this? Hi, it's Al. How are you? <laughs> good, Al. I think I'm good. Listen, I'm just listening. We're on our way to New Brunswick. Okay. And I'm listening to this thing about paddling and rowing, and I really think that there is a Melanie has a problem. Oh, well, well yeah. where do we begin? Be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> well. I, th- I think what she's trying to say for him is she wants to be paddled. <gasps> yes. Oh, wait. What way do you mean that in? Well, whatever way she'll take it. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> she, she, she's sort of two-sided. Like, she doesn't know potty or pot, but she knows paddling and I don't know. So she may prefer a kayak paddle to be two-sided. <laughs> uh... 
A two-sided pile. I don't know what you think I'm into. <laughs> but he thinks you're into something. Listening, listening to you for a while, I think we're trying to figure out what you're into. Uh, so is my husband. <laughs> hey, maybe, hey, listen, maybe you should get him a paddle. Take, take care. <laughs> this took a turn. Oh, uh, have a good one. Yeah. Have a great trip. <laughs> okay. Bye. We are Melody and Foreman in the morning on Hot Country 1035 with he, a listener who needs your help. He forgot everything on the first date. It's a quarter after eight. And Geneva is our date. And we need you now. We're knocking on your door. Let us in because it's time for Dear Geneva now. Dear Geneva, I just went out on a second date with a guy, and while there was nothing bad about it, there will not be a third date. The problem was our second date was virtually the same as the first. We went to a very similar bar as the first date. He basically asked me the same questions as our first date. It was like he forgot everything we talked about or he wasn't really paying attention in the first place. I let him down easy when he asked for a third date, but my friends think I'm being too picky and I should give him another chance. What do you think? Am I being unreasonable? Well, this is exactly why we have uh, Geneva Dickey here from JEMatchmaking.com to help. But also, Doug here first, because Doug, <laughs> you are suggesting, and thank you for already calling 902-425-1035, that we should give him a break. Maybe she was just so drop-dead gorgeous, he couldn't possibly concentrate on this conversation. Exactly. It happens. It happens to the best of us. It's like you're focused. And it's like nothing else matters because this gorgeous woman is sitting in front of you and you're shocked. It's like, how'd this happen? (laughs) Give the guy a break. Maybe sometimes your experts aren't experts at all. Well, the expert hasn't even weighed in yet. (laughs) Well, well, well. Not yet. Oh, I had to get that little dig in there. (laughs) Stir the pot a little bit. But I like I like the suggestion that you know if you forgot everything that happened on your first date, that's a compliment of how good you look, of how exactly. smitten he is. I can't yeah. put my finger on why I'm offended by all of this, but I but I am, and <laughs> because I mean that's such a well I I'm sorry I wasn't listening because you're just too pretty. Eyes are I, up here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know there's more to me. So I, I, you know, I appreciate what you're saying, but I just don't buy it. If a guy said that to me, I'm sorry, I couldn't listen to what you were saying because you're just too pretty. I would immediately write him off. Maybe the problem is your lack of confidence and not his forgetfulness or lack of focus. Maybe I'm more than what I look like. Maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. (laughs) So thank you, Doug. All right, Geneva. (laughs) There's a lot to unpack there. Oh my gosh, is there ever. I mean, okay, so I have a couple of thoughts on this. Number one is um, Doug's phone call. When he says, like, you know, give the guy a chance, this is coming from, like, the male's perspective. All they do is want a chance. But women tend to be the choosers in the dating world. And when you want a chance but you're not putting in the right amount of effort, why should anybody be giving you a chance? 
That's very true. Mm-hmm. You because, don't just get a chance. No, I personally just you think exist. that she gave him lots of chances. I yes. think two dates is totally an appropriate amount of time to know if somebody is the person for you. And I do recommend a third date just because, you know, sometimes a second date is a little bit worse due to expectations. Mm-hmm. But her friends weren't on the date. These followers weren't on the date. And so I think that her declining, unless it's a pattern that it's over and over again for the silliest things, I think she knows best for herself. I would agree. And I also think if he didn't remember anything from the first date, then he's probably not that into you. Really? I think he's just dating a lot of people and he can't remember. Yeah. Riddle me this text from Eric. I forgot everything we said on the first date too. But 11 years of marriage, 16 years together, three kids, two dogs, three homes. The first date just isn't as memorable as everything that came after. Okay. Sounds like he rocks the second date. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Text 902-425-1035. Write Melody Informant on socials or email melodyinformant at hotcountry1035.ca. My wife. Her name is Ashley. Mm-hmm. She says to me, where is this garden center everybody is going to? Where is the garden center? I, I don't know where it is. I don't know how to get to it. I would love to get more stuff in it, but instead I can't because I don't know where it is. Okay. What do you mean, Ashley? Just Google Garden Center. How many? There's several of them around town. But it's the one everybody's talking about she wants to go to. Yeah. It's the one in Costco where she doesn't know where it is in Costco. Oh, okay. But in her fairness, I don't know where the hell anything is in Costco. I cannot find a thing. I hate going to Costco. Yes, me too, which is why I somehow get out of going most of the time. And we have some, she got some planters to put at like the front of the house. With uh, There's now, there, we have flowers. But Good. it's because it, they were on display in like the milk aisle or something. Because she doesn't know how to get to the garden center in that store. Okay, but that's the thing about Costco. Because all those things are randomly in these random, you're like, oh, I'm in the appliance area. Oh, here's some, uh, I don't know, potted ferns or something. Of course there's some potted ferns here next to the protein bars in the TV (laughs) aisle. Like, I don't get Costco. No. These are not weird words she's saying. I feel like I've never related to Ashley Moore. (laughs) (laughs) Your daughter is creeping you out. (laughs) She is. We're Melody Informant in the morning on Hot Country 103.5. And I, as a parent, am not equipped to deal with this because I'm already scared of the dark as it is. And and this just started. She's almost three. She'll be three in two months. And just last night, we were in her room. It's completely dark. She's being a hellion, refusing to go to bed, playing with her toy in the middle of the room in the dark. And all of a sudden, she looked at the corner of the room, got visibly suddenly scared, dropped her toy, sucked her thumb, jumped into her bed, all terrified, and said, there's a monster coming. 
no thanks. No thanks. <laughs> and I, as a parent, of course, said, there's no monsters. And she said, no. there is a monster. And I said, no, no, there's no monsters. Mommy checked. And, you know, I, as a parent, did the thing I'm supposed to do. But I, as a human, am now terrified to be in a room. And as it was when I laid with her, I wouldn't lay with my back to the room because there's a monster in her room. <laughs> so... <laughs> deal with this no well don't go to bed after you watch an episode of stranger things season four i'll tell you that i won't i won't <laughs> it's especially gory this season i'll oh say my that gosh. yeah but you are not alone a lot of other people's kids are are creeping them right out and yeah. you've been telling us about it all morning so far but the part you're you're leaving out is what you did to deal with it. Mm. So Heather Dar said, my daughter was about four and used to say, Grampy was pulling on her toes when she was sleeping. Grampy had passed away the years before she was born, but he used to do this to my sister and I when we slept in and had to go to school. What do you do? What do you do? Yeah, what are you doing? What kind of face are you putting on to deal with that? Yeah. And are you going to sleep at night? Yeah. Because I wouldn't be. Right. Tanya McDonald said, I got in the car one day with the little guy I was babysitting, and he was pointing out the window saying, Mom. I said, yeah, we're going home to see Mommy. He says, no, your mom. She's standing there. <gasps> yep. Her mom had been dead for 15 years at that point. 15 years? Mm-hmm. Who's this? Hey, how's it going? It's Scotty calling. <gasps> Scotty! Buddy. Got my buttons ready. <laughs> wow. Do you ever hope I'm not going to call so you don't have to play that? No. <laughs> not at all. And I'm sure nobody listening ever thinks that either. <laughs> no, never. Yeah, so it was just over this weekend. Uh, we're talking We're talking to the kids about, you know, having a home and living on your own and all that stuff. And my son, he's 15 years old, said, uh, I'm going to live with you guys forever. So, <laughs> I haven't slept a wink. Since that, <laughs> I don't no. blame you. No, and I. No. So now all, all, I, all I can really do is I randomly unplug the modem when he's playing his games, just to let him know that you know we've got pretty spotty internet out here. You should, you know, they got fiber up in some places, which is way better. Yeah, so, you need to yeah. do what my my best friend growing up. You got to do what his parents did. And okay. I kid you not, when we we had to have been 16, we were 16 and you're like, you're at school and you're preparing like, oh, we got to get prepared. Are you going to apply for college, university, whatever, that kind of thing. And he's yeah. like, well, what are you going to do when we turn 18? I'm like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I don't know. We're applying for school. He's like, no, like you have to move out. And I thought, well, I mean, maybe, I guess. I don't know. He's like, no, it's the law. You have to move out. He was legitimately terrified that he... He was not allowed to stay home, and his parents were doing it right. Wow. That'll throw him into a panic. I'll take whatever job I can find just so I'm not homeless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's either yeah. that or jail, man. <laughs> Scotty, I, I hate to make your horror story even scarier, but I moved back with my parents when I was 23 and then again when I was 29. Yeah, me, I was uh, 27 when I met my wife. Because I would move back and forth with my parents, and I was working seasonal over in PEI. Yep. But I'm sure it was just a benefit having me. Oh, definitely. Same, same. I mean, I'm my mom's yeah. bestie, so. <laughs> yeah. But this sounds a lot like we've talked to Lori a lot on the show who, who listens, and we love Lori. Lori, who's told us about her being that kid who is haunted. I lived upstairs, and I would just, like, 
chatter away all the time, like be playing by myself. And my aunt and my mom would like look back and forth like, who is she talking to? <laughs> and so one day they asked me and I'm like, oh, that's just Steven. He's looking for his mummy. And they were like, what? <gasps> so that's Laurie as, as the kid. And what would her parents have done? I don't know oh. what your parents do, Laurie. But you've, I mean, now. She's a parent now. Yes, of course. And what a coincidence, Laurie. It's happening to you with your kids. Tell us that story. So we're just cruising down the road and it's dark and my daughter's sitting next to me and we're just chatting and my little fellow's in the back seat and we don't even know he's awake. We're just chilling, chilling in the car. Anyway, he's like, scary. And we look back and he's pointing and we're like, what's scary, bud? It's like, scary car. And we're like right next to the cemetery and we're looking at each other like, mm, where? I don't see anything. It was just it was really creepy. Oh, boy. Wait, what did you... Did you do anything? Did you say anything? Did you... Well, did... Um, often, I like to go to the graveyards a lot. I'm a graveyard person, and I like to <laughs> research stones and stuff. So we spend a lot of time there in the daylight, not in the dark. Anyway, I, whenever I'm there with him, I'm always like, Hey, bud, do you, like, see anybody? Because I don't know what he can see. Now, what? let's back it up here. Hang around oh, in okay. the graveyards. <laughs> what? What? do you do in graveyards, Lori? <laughs> How did we just find this out now? Okay, well, like 15 years ago, I was in the graveyard visiting somebody, and then we just decided that we wanted to start looking up our family trees, and it started there. So now, I'm done looking at my family tree, and I'm bored, so I just go to all the cemeteries I see, and I'm like, oh, there's one, and I gotta make sure I go see that one, and then I walk through, and I take pictures of all the interesting stones. And what I think is an interesting stone is somebody who died more than 50 years ago and died when they were young. Because if they died less than 50 years ago, I can't find their death record online. Yeah. But if it's more than 50 years and it's Nova Scotia, their death record is right there and it tells you everything about this person. And so then I'll like take pictures of all the cool stones of all the young people who died and then I'll look up and find out how. It's a hobby I've not heard of. Nope. <laughs> it's really fun. Foreman, want to come? Uh. Um... Well, as a matter of fact, we brought, I don't know if you know who you're suggesting this to, but we are known to join people on their weird and interesting hobbies. Yes, but I'm going to be terrified and resent you for it if we find anything. <laughs> well, oh, come on. Isn't that just the best story ever? If it happens to you. <laughs> yeah, aren't you, aren't you incredibly haunted? <laughs> Remember, I'm super haunted. So if you're going to hang with me, you're going to hang with my ghost pal. Exactly. That's the way it is. Right. Great, we can great, great. we can maybe join you over the phone. That might work. <laughs> okay. Imagine you got to be on a show, not with me, but instead of me, <laughs> someone funnier. I am imagining it right now. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. And his name was Conan. I'm sorry, is that a hunting console video game back then? Oh, yes, uh, Buck Hunter. Wow, Buck Hunter. I live Wait, in it's, a video, it's a video game where you shoot at Buck? You shoot at deer? <laughs> this is, I'm sorry, this is such a Nova Scotia video game. With this video game, we can go shoot some deer. Yeah, there's some right outside. I don't want to go out there. I'll shoot deer here on the video game. Do you ever want to go to other planets? No, I'm good. Is there a snowshoe video yeah, game? Yeah, there's a snowshoe video game, and then there's, a, uh, there's an ice fishing game. How does it work? You sit on the ice, and you cut a hole, and then you just wait. Oh. Yeah, you turn all the heat off in your house for a while. Yeah. Oh, no. The, I, love, I love this whole string of far North American video games that you can play. Uh, there's one These called... Are- 
snow slog. They just go out and slog around in the snow. Uh, you, you get the idea. You get yeah. It, yeah. yeah. But one of the people joking along with Conan on his podcast is Lindsay McPhee from Halifax. Oh my gosh. How did this happen? Yeah, Lindsay, what, what's been going on with you? <laughs> oh my gosh. I wish I could even just tell you what's been going on in my life. But Well, you could. Anyway. You could. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll come out soon. It'll come out soon. I just have another project that I've been working on with a friend. Is that friend's name Conan? <laughs> Oh, my God, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you got to be on the Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend podcast, and he found a friend mm-hmm. in you, Lindsay. I couldn't, like, I regularly listen to Conan, and it's funny, and he has celebrities on there, and they chit-chat and do all kinds of things that they wouldn't do on his TV show, that's for sure. But how did he find yeah. you? Well, <clears throat> I found him. No, <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> honestly, like, just at the end of his episodes, has like a, a kind of a statement saying, if you want to be friends with, uh, you know, Conan O'Brien, just apply on our website. And so I was like, okay, <laughs> I did. When what did so, you put in that application to make them actually get you on the show? I am not fully sure. Like there, <laughs> there were questions that they asked, and I didn't send a nude, so I thought that's pretty good too. You didn't <laughs> I was, send a nude. I didn't. No nudes. No, no. It's, uh, I'm just coming out of the winter. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. What I did put on there was like I like what I did, and then also I think there was a question that maybe asked about things that make you laugh or comedy, and I I went on a bit of a diatribe about how much I loved uh, Norm Macdonald. So I think that that might have like you know touched the heartstrings a bit, and then yeah. maybe my job was a bit interesting enough that they thought it might be you know worth a shot. <laughs> you very quickly made an impression on him, and you, we, I mean we can tell right now you talking to us that he praised your your timing, your comedy instincts. Oh. <laughs> you you very quickly give off a vibe that oh we I can joke with this person and she she <laughs> can take it and give it back way. to us. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Like I mean. I just went in there just being myself. Everything happened so quickly that I don't feel like I had a full chance to, you know, accurately psych myself out and make myself feel like I don't deserve this. So it worked out pretty good. And you are you are also a comedian. Um, I'm like, let's put it this, aspiring. It's my favorite thing to do in the world, the world is laugh. Like, I think it is just the absolute best. If you're not laughing, what's the point of life sort of thing? So I've been really working... Only seriously, since COVID started, of like writing stuff down and instead of just keeping it in my head and laughing to myself and only myself. <laughs> so when you're not doing, you know, aspiring to be a stand-up comedian, you are, you own a business? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have a business. It's called um, the Flotation Center. So it just started as kind of like sensory deprivation float tank business and then now it's expanded too. I believe that we have like fifteen or sixteen people who work there um, from massage therapy. Yeah, you know what? From going from being an engineer who has never managed people before to suddenly having a team of sixteen, that's been a lot of learning curve. Uh, yeah, I've walked by so many times and thought like, I, well, to be honest, I thought it sounded terrifying because you're in the complete dark, right? And floating in one of those salt tanks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you betcha. Now, the thing is, my staff is like the bomb. Like we make sure that everyone feels super cozy, amazing. We focus on like being compassionate and non-judgmental. So and like knowing that you feel nervous coming in, that's wonderful because it means that you care about the experience mm. and we want you to care. 
So we just try to take that energy and make it feel super duper cozy before even getting in. How often do you go in them? I am at my best when I am floating once a week. Okay. <laughs> so mind, body, everything. Yeah. yeah. But the biggest surprise is always the pain-free uh, aspect. You know what's funny about pain? <laughs> you know what's funny about pain? <laughs> no, the, thing, the thing with pain, though, is it's kind of like stress, where a lot of times you're in it and you don't even realize you're in it exactly. until you're not in it. And you think, oh, yeah. oh, I didn't realize. I felt like a bag of something yeah. I can't say on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. That's perfect. All right. Well, obviously, Foreman and I are going to have to go try. Yeah. Absolutely. You guys are so lovely. (laughs) You are, though. You really are. Thank you so much. Thank you both so much. I hope you have a wonderful day. And thank you so much for giving me a shout. I really appreciate it. How on earth? Is Stranger Things rated 14? You've broken everything. Your suffering is almost at an end. Why is it so scary this season? It really went up a notch this season. Season four just started on the weekend, so we've talked about this throughout the morning. About I just don't understand how the rating on it is for fourteen-year-olds. I can't be in grade eight watching that. But they, you know, I know you're saying that now as an old man and also a dad. <laughs> Thanks but, for that. But you would have been in grade eight watching it, right? That's that's the age that you watch the scary things that are going to scar you for the rest of your life. But I wasn't allowed to. I wasn't allowed to stay up late and watch on a blurry channel that didn't come in in the middle of the night. Candyman, and I still think about that. Yeah, no, you weren't allowed to, but you did it anyway. And, but the <laughs> thing I think about Stranger Things that makes it more misleading is that we don't think about it as a horror movie, as a horror show. We think about it as like, oh, the Netflix show about Dungeons and Dragons and these cute kids in this sci-fi journey. Yeah, you're and right. And it just became this terrifying thing. It is. It did. Uh, and Jessica, thank you for texting us. You said um, that you had to stop watching it. Well, you're 12 year old. Had to stop watching it. Yeah. Season one, episode four. Season one. Oh. So she hasn't yeah. even got to season four yet, and she won't, no. because it only gets scarier. Well, I heard that. I just sort of jumped in the car. I so I drive to work. I don't live far from work, and I just sort of hit, heard the last little bit, and I thought, they got to be talking about Stranger Things. Yeah. So you haven't kept and, watching it either. No, no. I, my daughter, Presley, she had begged me since it came out to watch it. And I said, no, I don't think it's age appropriate. I think she's scared of her own shadow. Like she literally, she's scared of herself half the time. She's scared of everything. So I said, I don't think it's a good idea, kiddo. No. Her friend from school loves it and watched it. And she's talking about it all the time. There's always that one friend from school of like, oh, they already have a phone and they they watch all the scary Mm -hmm. things and they're totally fine with it. Right. Well, she loves it. She said she goes on about it every day. And I said, well, we'll give it a shot. So we started watching it. And the first episode or two was okay until the scary thing jumped in the middle of the road and the kid fell off his bike and disappeared. And then there's little things here. We're at the point where Winona Ryder is talking to Lamps and Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. There's like scary things where the monster sort of pushes out from the wall and she grabs the blanket and pulls it over her head and I look at her and me and my husband look at each other and just sort of give the nod and smile. It's like, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, 
we were right. Yeah. <laughs> I told you. No, there's the monster coming out of the wall. That's enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm done now. But uh, but you'd say Candyman, she'd be able to handle. Oh, no, I didn't say she'd be able to handle it. I just said I didn't think it was scary. Well, the movie I, that terrorized Foreman forever. I, I and watching it now, I realize the graphics exactly aren't at 2022 <laughs> levels here. It was like 1980, whatever the hell. Yeah. But I and we still, just rewatched it too ourselves. The one where she's uh, part of his family or something like that. I can't remember which one it was. It was one of the newer ones, I think. Oh, well, they did well, you remake can't watch it. The new one. I'm not watching. I'm not. No, I'm not going anywhere near that. <laughs> Oh, you have to. No, I don't. No, it's his Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. I'm dealing with enough as it is. <laughs> you are with the International Morning Show. The International Morning Show. If you listen a lot, like so many people around the world do, as it turns out, then you know that we're a bit of a mess. So none of this should surprise you. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) You may have heard Martin on the show uh, a few times now. Martin listens in Scotland. His best friend lives here in Dartmouth. And so there's a good connection between Martin... Halifax, Scotland, New Scotland, etc. Right? Yes, yes. Yeah, which is good. And so he's found us uh, as his, for some reason, preferred morning show, even uh, though he's over there. Can't say anything for his taste, but... Nope. We'll, I'll take it. We'll take it. And once upon a time, he said he was going to send us a package. This is what's in it. I am sending you some uh, packets of chips, Scottish chips. There is something very, very Scottish each for you in there. Oh my gosh. And something for your office. Holy cow. That's so nice. That is so thoughtful of you, Martin. Thank you so much. No problem. Now, you may or may not be surprised to know the date of that phone call was April 27th. Oh. And he sent that package pretty promptly. Two days later, April 29th, he messaged me that package was sent. Yeah, and we had received a slip that there was something to pick up at Canada Post. Pretty quickly after that, and yep. now now we know it is May 30th, and now I know the phone is ringing. <laughs> Hi, Hot Country 103.5, who's this? It's the foreman. <gasps> it's the foreman. Oh, no. Martin, it says that you did not yet read our message to you. Do you, you read it? <laughs> I've read it. For everyone listening, Melody, what was the message that you wrote to Martin? It says, Martin, we have some very bad news, and it's absolutely Foreman's fault. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for putting that right off the bat. Yeah. He had the Canada Post delivery notice that the package we were expecting from Martin had arrived for 13 days. <laughs> I got it on the 14th day. I went to Canada Post on the 15th day, so the slip was only in my possession for two days before I did something about it, and when I got there, they had told me that it had already gone back to Scotland. Uh. And I called them, and I said, is there anything I can do? It can't just be going straight to Scotland. It's got to be stopping somewhere. Can I stop it? And they said, there's nothing we can do. So you didn't deal with it the first day you had it, is what I'm deducing from this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I kept thinking, I'll get to it, I'll get yeah. to it, and then it it dawned on me on uh, apparently the 13th day that it, the slip says Melody Foreman, 
my name is in no way whatsoever Foreman. I have no ID to produce that says yeah. I'm Foreman, so I can't possibly pick it up. You're our only hope, Melody. I, I am your only one, hope, Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> uh, and you know what the kicker of this whole thing is? Do you know how close it was to us? No. It was like 400 meters away. Is it? Yeah. I didn't I didn't recognize the address. I so didn't either. That's I the thing. Simply didn't want to drive that far to go find it. <laughs> I saw it and I put it in our Google Maps and it took me around. It took me like over on Main Street and all the way around, but it's actually just down Gordon Street consequently. Ah. Yeah. It's uh, the name that's actually on my ID. What I'm going to do is get your full name, Melody. There you go. I'm going to send you I'm going to get it back, I'm going to repackage it, check that everything's all right, and then I'm going to send it back to you only, because four <laughs> months and not be trusted. I sent you three things, one for you, one for Foreman, and one for a competition winner that you have to make a competition up for. Oh, oh for a prize for somebody. Like a what's in Foreman's yeah. pantry type game. Right. So our procrastination yeah. has really left out everybody. <laughs> Yes. Wow. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, hour. I'm going to say hour. Foreman was too busy playing with his, uh, playing with his lobsters to go and pick a parcel up from right. My hands are literally tied, bound by elastics. <laughs> So you can make that out to Melody Rose. That's yep. R-O-S-E. Yep, it's it. my name is exactly my name. As for the package we promised to send back to you, boy, that's been even more delayed. I'll tell you that. <laughs> we can't help that this is what's in the headlines this morning. It is tragic, but it is true. Melody Informant. The internet is a breeding ground for freaks. Hot Country 103.5. This is tragically trending. If you've been living under a rock, then you didn't hear the verdict in the Johnny Amber defamation trial, so I will fill you in on it. They are both guilty. Amber is just more guilty. Question. The defamatory implication was designed and intended by Ms. Hurd. Answer, yes. Do you find that Mr. Depp has proven by clear and convincing evidence that Ms. Hurd acted with actual malice? Answer, yes. Wow. Basically, wow. Johnny won his claim that she defamed him, but Amber also won her claim that Johnny's lawyers defamed her when he said that the allegations uh, of sexual or domestic abuse were a hoax. So she got $2 million, but he got collectively like $15 million, So, wow. Needless to say, Johnny was happier than Amber about how this all played out. <laughs> yes. She said it sets victims of domestic abuse back. He said he felt humbled and relieved to get his life back. A sentiment I think we can all agree with at this point. So let's move on. Other than she's planning an appeal. Well, yeah, let's <laughs> yeah. ignore that part and move on to, yes. oh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, Great. no. Well, Jada Pinkett Smith has once again proven that she is more than a little out of touch with reality. She addressed the slap from the Oscars. You remember the slap. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. <laughs> How could we forget nope. as much as we tried? Mm, she's here to remind you, and her take on it is... My deepest hope is that these two intelligent, capable men have an opportunity to heal, talk this out, and reconcile. The state of the world today, we need them both. And we all actually need one another more than ever. How can someone say so many words while saying absolutely nothing at the same time? Don't give away our shtick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
But I digress. Remember that woman from 90 Day Fiance who was selling her farts in a jar? Hey guys, today I'm going to be showing you a day in the life of a girl who sells her farts in a jar. There's no way I could forget that. <laughs> no, you couldn't. And, and lose an opportunity to have a fart sound effect. There it is. Well, now she is selling her boob sweat. What? <laughs> She's making thousands of dollars. What? <laughs> she was averaging $5,000 a day. What? <laughs> Selling her boob sweat. And she was doing that until a bear started hanging around in her backyard, so she wasn't able to lay by her pool in the hot, hot sun and sweat into a bottle. <coughs> I have never hated anyone more than I hate this woman. And you know, my boobs are simply not big enough to generate enough sweat to fill a bottle of any size. But Foreman, if you have something to collect what's going on underneath my armpits right now, we may have a side hustle. <laughs> Text 902-425-1035. Write Melody and Foreman on socials or email Melody and Foreman at hotcountry1035.ca.